and welcome to the MTM Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and from As the Joe Flies, Joe Chung. How are you gentlemen doing today? A new week? Are you excited to get the week started, Joe? How's school going? Pretty good. Next weekend, three-day weekend, so that's all I care about. That's all I'm looking forward to. How about you, Mark? How are you doing? Yeah, my kids have uh, Wednesday through Friday off, so it'll be a long week. But we're going to visit my mom in Florida for her 60th birthday, fly out Thursday night. So that'll be good to, to see them, And it, but it's supposed to rain there all weekend, so I don't. maybe I should cancel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're such a good son there, canceling uh, just because yeah. of the rain. Forget about yeah. the birthday. Doesn't that like always spend, all about spend the thousands weather. of dollars to, to sit in a hotel room and stare at the rain or stay home? I don't know. I mean, what shouldn't you should expect it to normally rain in Florida, though? Or is it like a constant rain? Yeah. Not, not like a not like the normal it, one hour of thunderstorm rain. It's like always happening. I don't right? know. It's hard to tell. It's saying like uh, 45, 50 percent chance. So I don't know if that means it's going to be like the spurt for like 30 minutes in the afternoon or if it's all day. We're not to, far enough along to see details, but it doesn't look great. Thunderstorms too, so no beach action. Oh no, oh no, the worst of the the worst. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's Florida, right? I mean, there's plenty of uh, fun stuff to do, and then, like you said, just sit in a hotel room, eat birthday cake with your mom, if that's the uh, the worst case scenario. And you just had beautiful weather. We're going to talk later in the show about uh, Virginia, but you were just in the higher Maryland. Re- high Maryland. Darn it! I don't know why I thought it was in Virginia. Yeah, Chesapeake. <laughs> you were just in the Hyatt Regency, Chesapeake Bay, and uh, you had beautiful weather. It looked really incredible there. So I can't wait to to talk about that as well. You guys have anything, uh, any other small talk issues you guys want to talk about? Because we were so light on content this week. Oh, last week I meant to, yes, one thing was last week I meant to celebrate on stream live as we were recording this, a new American Express Platinum business card that I had gotten. I was applying for it like during the podcast, but uh, I forgot about that. So I've got a new one in hand going back to, you know, like I talked about last week, the article on Miles of Memories. I think it's Benji's about all the things that you need to get loaded onto your American Express Platinum. You know, I got to start getting the credits and things like that. One thing I forgot, I was like, oh, I get $15 more in Uber Eats credit. But of course, that's personal only. So I was a little bit uh, sad panda about that. But, you know, it's good to have another card. We're going to go straight into the holiday spending with this card. So, you know, another 150,000 membership rewards points in the bank, hopefully. Yeah, I let mine actually expire. I had an offer for expand your membership for 150K. And I even wrote an uh, article saying, hey, apply by 930. And I was like, I probably should do it. And then I got lazy and didn't. But I, I really didn't feel the motivation needed to go out there and hit the 15K hard. So and it feels like American Express is sending these out every three days. So likely get targeted again, but probably should have pulled the trigger. Kind of wanted to wait. And I need like a, a month or two of not crazy spending to just relax for a bit. It's probably not a bad time if you're getting a little burned out on spending to take a break because going into November, it'll be busy, no no doubt. Uh, and last year, we had all those Best Buy deals for buyers clubs and things like that. So there probably will be an incredible amount of spending uh, that you can do uh, coming then. So I, I could see that. I've hit my 150K, all the spending on my business platinums, uh, but I did just uh, just get a nice retention offer. I'll talk about that later. Um, but I'm also working on my, I updated my gold to a platinum on the personal side. So that's like a what, 25K plus a 10X offer at grocery. It's crazy, like just keeping track of all this stuff. I was actually talking to somebody this morning about that offer, and I had forgotten what the details of what I was working towards were, and I didn't have it written down. And Well, I did have it written down somewhere, but I had to go back and find it. So just another kind of reminder to, to stay organized. 
do uh, what I say, not what I do, something like that. I don't know. Do you guys write this stuff down when you're getting these retention offers? Obviously, I write new, when I sign up for a card, I write that down and I track that. But sometimes when I'm just like accepting these retention or upgrade offers, I'm not tracking it as well as I probably should. Well, one of the problems I have is for stuff like that in my spreadsheet, I have a column called notes. But once you've gotten a couple of retention cards on the same card, the notes are like, they don't fit in one cell and it's a huge mess. So I am also not as good at that. The one thing that I'm like kind of make sure that I always note though, and I put it in like I highlight it and I put it in bold is if I get a retention offer for American Express, I write like in big letters, do not cancel until after X date. Like I do that immediately so that, you know, I don't cancel by mistake because, you know, the rat team doesn't like it. If you cancel before, I think it's, I think you need it 13 months after you get the retention offer before you can even think about canceling or calling back for another retention. So I make sure I note that so that I don't lose all my points by uh, falling to the rat. Yeah, they do make you agree to, I think, to keep it for at least a year uh, in writing or that, that sort of verbiage that they go over. I just did one uh, last week. So yeah, you do have to keep it uh, for, for a period of time. But with as lucrative as these offers have been, uh, definitely worth doing that. All right, guys, uh, let's let's get into the show. Let's talk about Marriott playing games. But before we do, just want to remind everybody out there, if, if you're not subscribed to the show, make sure to do that in whatever podcast app you're listening right now. Just hit subscribe. Leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate the feedback. It helps us out tremendously. And for everything related to this podcast, links if you want to support the show, everything else, mtmpodcast.com is where you can go all of our episodes, all of the links, and all of that fun stuff. So Mark, Marriott, Bonvoy, another week, another hotel playing games. I guess, you know, it seems like we hear articles all the time about Bonvoy and their properties not doing well by customers. And then in this case, we had somebody reach out to us about a property in Hong Kong playing games with suite availability, right? They were taking suites offline in order to deny upgrades. Yeah, so the reader had reached out to us and he was like checking. He noticed that there'd be suites available for purchase the day before arrival, like a ton of them. And then at like 12.01 a.m. local time, all of a sudden they would all get taken off, sold out because if it's available, they're supposed to get upgraded to it if you're, you know, a top tier elite with uh, Marriott. So they would basically make it look like they're all booked so that they couldn't say, wait, you're still selling these suites to avoid giving them out as upgrades, which seems so bizarre to me. Like there's a chance somebody might book a last minute suite when you rather have that than having to clean a suite for uh, an upgrade. I don't know. It's, it was just weird. But he took videos on YouTube of this happening like daily for weeks on end, reached out to us and Ryan actually wrote the article, had it done and then double checked it one more time and then noticed that it had stopped. So he reached back out to the reader to see if he noticed uh, the same thing. And he had said he actually got a call with the property and Marriott's headquarters and told him what was going on and uh, Marriott uh, told them to stop it. So they stopped it for the time being. Who knows how long that will last. But it was kind of a crazy story and a very invested reader, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy the the lengths that that reader had to go through in order to get this fixed with the property. And to your point, I mean, what are they saving on? They're saving on the little extra expense of cleaning the suites. Um, you know, is it a matter of, I mean, Joe, you're, you're from Hong Kong. Is this like, I noticed the hotels there are much more rule oriented. Like they, you know, in the US, I think, People tend not to care a little bit. You know, people are using corporate codes, things like that. Uh, when I've used corporate codes in Hong Kong, they always make sure tell me to bring the the card and all of that stuff. Is it a cultural difference, or is this just a, a bad actor in the hotel space and uh, this is just sort of a one off? 
I feel like with everything, it's a little bit of both. I, I think you're right. Definitely in Asia, they're much more sticklers for the rules. I remember at the Hyatt Regency TST, we had trouble upgrading into a suite because, you know, we had a baby and we had to ask for special permission because the suite, even though, you know, it was a huge bedroom and there was a sofa bed and there's plenty of room, like you could fit six adults in that suite. It's marked for three people total. So we had to ask the general manager for special permission for that. So I would definitely think that it's a little bit of both. You know, there is a much more adherence to the rules. Things are much less loosey goosey. Like I, you know, in the States, we've discussed this before. I would not feel uncomfortable booking a hotel room with myself and my wife's name on it and just letting her like check in and, you know, not being there in Asia. I might do it, but I'd be a much, I'd, I'd have to think about it for a while before I decided to do that. One, because if she was in Asia alone and I was all the way over here, there would be no way for me to help out. But two, you know, you just kind of never know who is going to culturally be more adhering to the rules. So I would think it's a bit of both. That being said, it does seem like Marriott's playing games again, regardless of whether they are culturally rule appropriate games or not. Yeah, it's just, it's an interesting thing. And this person stayed in this hotel a lot. And I guess it's just a good reminder that if you really, really want to pursue something to the top is, top levels, you can probably get some sort of resolution. And this person seems to have gotten the hotel to act appropriately. And in the case of this, you know, with the rules and all that, they're basically using the rules to sort of have their cake and eat it too. The hotel is uh, by taking the suites offline so they don't have to. A lot of hotels will just deny suite upgrades when they're selling suites, but clearly, in this case, this hotel sort of knew what the optics were, but glad to to see it. I'm glad we were able to bring some light to it. There's more websites, more blogs doing articles about stuff like this, and anytime people are having an issue and you're running into problems, let us know. Obviously, we only have a limited sort of footprint of what we can do, but we're happy to, to bring attention to these types of stories, to keep these properties honest, to keep these programs honest. Because, you know, at the end of the day, elite status, these loyalty programs, they're sort of contracts between you, the customer, and, you know, them, and they're promising stuff. And some things like sweet upgrades, that's a huge, huge benefit for you not to get it, especially if you're staying at a property all the time. And why would a property that you're staying at all the time not want to reward you anyway? You know, this person's coming back time and time again. Uh, so I don't get that, but uh, glad to, to bring attention. Glad there is some resolution there. How long, Mark, do you think it's going to be before they start playing games again with the inventory? <laughs> uh, four to six weeks. <laughs> I was going to say two, so you're... <laughs> keep sharing the article and keep it out there. Maybe they'll uh, they'll keep it off the radar for a bit longer. But yeah, if you are having issues with the property and you want us to, to try to help bring attention to it, we're always glad to take a look and see uh, what we can do. And thanks to Ryan for writing that and, and kind of staying up to date and then also following up once we, we saw the changes. So uh, appreciate that. So as we talked about earlier, Mark, you were in Maryland at the Hyatt Regency Chesapeake Not Virginia. Bay. Not Maryland. Virginia. I don't know my, my geography. <laughs> uh, really embarrassed by that. Thanks, Mark, uh, for pointing it back out again. But I mean, it, it looked it looked incredible. But let's talk about your trip, kind of everything that went on. You started, you flew on Delta, right, uh, to get there? your favorite? So I flew Delta. I was supposed to fly Southwest and I was trying to pair it up with the companion pass thing where you can, you know, do the one flight and get a companion pass for like two months next year. And it worked out perfectly. And a buddy was going to come with me and we we're flying out in the evening, uh, like six o'clock flight. And 
He ended up having to cancel for family reasons. So I was like, what's the point of flying out at 6 p.m.? And by the time I get to the hotel, we, you know, 10 after driving and getting the car and everything. So wanted to move my flight to earlier in the day, but it, it nothing was available. So I ended up just flying Delta, which worked out all right. And, you know, I tried to contact National to move, change the time of my car rental. And they wouldn't let me do it online. And I called and they're like, we don't have any availability, so you can't move it. And I know I probably could have just shown up and requested a car, but I didn't want to have to maybe wait two hours sitting there waiting for them to find a car or or whatever and giving it to other people that had the the proper time. So I even searched like all of National's website. Every single uh, car rental place in the area was just like sold out. So I ended up going with budget that was offsite. It was like 10 minutes offsite and... I got the very last car, like somebody walked in behind me and he's like, oh, sorry, that was the last one. You got to wait till a clean one or somebody drops one off. I don't know how long it's going to be. So I got lucky. I don't know what was going on around there this weekend, but like every, everything was sold out, which was kind of crazy. I mean, there was, there was a football game at Navy at Annapolis. Maybe that was why, but I will say the guy was pretty cool. When I went to drop it off on Sunday, he's like, oh, do you need to go to the airport? Here, let me just change the uh, drop-off address, and you can go drop it off at the airport location. Budget doesn't always get the best rep, but that that guy was pretty cool. Always nice to to get uh, a quote. So you don't have uh, executive elite status with National for the for, that's one of the nice things. I think I just have executive, the free executive. I don't have the executive elite. I mean, just as a for people out there listening, as executive elite, that's something I've gotten lucky with. Because if you book within 24 hours or whatever, it allows, it's basically guaranteed availability, which is not something I ever knew or ran into before this COVID stuff where I've, you know, I had to run, where I've had to rent cars like in Vegas where they're completely sold out and I can still get, you know, my car and a decent rate uh, because of that. So that's just another reason. I know Mark's going to talk later about car rental elite status. So quick question. So executive elite, is that the one that comes with the platinum car or is it just the plain executive that comes with the platinum? The, yeah, the article I wrote a couple of weeks ago was just executive, I believe. Dang. Also, but there have been some status match opportunities in the past for executive elite. So they do come up from time to time and it's definitely worth uh, jumping on them if you, uh, if you can, if you see an opportunity to do it. Sean, very uncool of you to rent cars in Vegas when you already have a car and people are struggling with the no, rental car I've, apocalypse. I'm just kidding. I've, I've, done, I've done drives down to California. You know what, Joe? I'm sorry if they don't get a car and I do. It's just the way the world they're works. Not, they're okay? not executive not elites. They haven't rented from thousands of car exactly. rental places. Exactly. So, you know, so. Exactly. Thousands and thousands of locations all around the world. I've driven thousands of cars. <laughs> I've stayed in thousands of hotels and thousands of. Anyway, I've done um, thousands of national rentals. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I was going out to the Hyatt Chesapeake Bay, which is you know out on the shore. It's about an hour and a half from uh, BWI, Baltimore's airport, and I wanted to check out Annapolis. I'd never been there, and it seems like such a cool area. And originally, we we're going to be flying back later in the evening on Sunday. So we're just going to do it for lunch on Sunday. But since I flew in earlier on Friday, I said, you know what, I'm going to go check it out Friday because I have to leave a little bit earlier on Sunday now with Delta's flight. So I drove down there. It was kind of a mess, very traffic focused area in the streets. You know, it's like a, a an old city. So they weren't really made for the kind of traffic they get. So it's a, it's kind of a mess. I thought I could just park on the street during the day on a Friday and that was uh, not a good decision. So if you are going there, look up where the garages are so you're not trying to Pull it up on your phone as you're driving in circles. Uh, so I ended up finding a parking garage, which was fine, and walking into town and checking it out. Very cool, historic area, cool buildings, architecture, 
lots of little restaurants and shops and, you know, water views and everything. So have either of you ever been? No, it looks uh, amazing, but I haven't been to uh, Annapolis or to any of the area that, I mean, I've driven through there a few times, but never stopped there. Looks really good though. Yeah, same. I, I saw your pictures. It looked like a really cool place and uh, worth checking out. So glad for you to put that on my radar. Yeah, and it's only like a 30-minute drive from the airport, so it's a really good weekend destination. And if you pair it up with a Navy basketball game or a Navy football game, I think it'd be really fun. Like the whole town kind of shuts down for football games and has like a very big tailgating uh, area going on. And, and it, it reminded me a lot of like St. Augustine, how they have like a really cool walkable area that has restaurants and shops and everything. So same kind of vibes as that. So I did that for a couple hours. I got in the car and drove the rest of the way out to uh, Hyatt Chesapeake Bay, which I know gets a lot of it gets a lot of shade and it gets a lot of love. It's like very torn, like people either love or hate the property. And I don't really understand that. It, I mean, I guess if I was paying the the primetime summer rates of, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a night, I could see why they would be upset. But if you're using a free night certificate or points, it's a category four. So you can use a free night cert or 15,000 points. And it's well worth it, I think. It's on a golf course, right? Right on the water. Like I know that people have issues with the hotels. I want to talk about the hotel part, but let's like I is the best part of this property, the property itself, the pools, the the location. Yeah, the it, it's a one of the few like Hyatt Regency resorts, like in a, in the true sense of resorts, like something you feel like you'd see upper New York type of thing like you have the beach there, you have uh, an infinity pool looking into the the water. You have a secondary pool that's like a kid's pool with a water slide. Then there's also an in, a huge indoor pool with a really cool ceiling roof that they do movies on weekend nights. And you float in the pool and watch the movie on the screen. They have an arcade. Then they have this huge outdoor area that you can walk around with uh, seats everywhere overlooking the shore. They have a tiny playground for kids. They have trails through like a sanctuary that's off of 18th Fairway. And 18th is a, an amazing golf hole. And the golf course is really nice. So you have all this uh, opportunity there. You don't really need to leave. A couple restaurants. One was closed, which is actually like a waterfront restaurant. That probably would be cool, but they had shut it down because of COVID. So hoping to reopen it next year. But you can just like pick up some food at the store and, and at Wawa, which is down the street. Sean, your favorite. Love me some Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So you could grab some sandwiches there and just sit outside staring at the water because the views are, are amazing. Um, so you have all this stuff going on outside. I mean, the inside, the, the main areas of the hotel are very nice. The rooms are a bit dated, like my carpet was starting to rip up in some areas and the bathroom, the tile and stuff's older. But it's clean and if you're using points, it's not a big deal. And now if I had paid $700, I'd probably be upset with the hotel rooms. And I got upgraded into a two-bed suite, which was basically just like, a double room and it just felt weird like a ton of open space because they had the beds on one end and a desk on the other end tv in the middle and a couch against the back thing so we could have like bowled down the middle of it and it didn't make a lot of sense the setup and they put gave me a parking lot view which was kind of i would have rather just had a regular room with a water view but oh well you live and learn i should have asked for that uh when checking in but yeah i'd say the actual property is one of my favorite in the u.s and and probably the best category for option in my opinion of uh burning a free night certificate for sure because a lot of the best better category fours have gone to category four, five or left the program so it's a good option you were there on like a free golf deal so you were still able to use your certificate and get that deal no i used a cert for friday night and then on saturday we booked a unlimited golf package so you paid for the room and golf was included I think the total with taxes and everything was like $425, but 
it included unlimited golf for two people. So, uh, when, when my buddy was going that, you know, the golf course goes from anywhere from 50 to $75 on a weekend during prime time. And I looked at rates and it was probably right around 60, $70. So we golfed 36 holes on Saturday. Uh, we had a tee time to golf Sunday, but I had to leave to fly out. So we could have got three times in, you know, you're looking at a minimum of $150 in value there, but you, it's 300 with two people. So you're basically getting the room for 150, 200 bucks if you value golf. Um, you know, we ended up finding, uh, I was there with Derek Dio, Travel on Points, and he had a buddy that lived in the area. He came out golfing, threw me 100 bucks towards my room rate. So it worked out all right, but it would have been better if my friend showed up and split everything with me. <laughs> looks like there's a hole that has like a suspension bridge between the tee and the, and the hole. That looks really cool. You kind of walk on a bridge yeah. over the water to, to get to the, to the hole. That's the 17th hole, and it's a par three. It's like 200 yards, and you're hitting over the river. So you tee up on one side of the river, and the hole's on the other side of the river. And they actually have, like, if you're playing the white tees, they have an elevated tee box that they put, like, turf on and made it just so that they could have tees there. So it's, like, off the side of the bridge, and it's the only time I've ever really golfed that, where they, like, man-made a tee box above water to hit off, which is kind of cool. And then you drive across the bridge, beautiful hole. And then the 18th is down the shore as well. You have the the bay on your left-hand side, all the way down the course, all the way down the hole. And you finish up right by the, uh, you know, the, this massive property is in the background that you're hitting into towards the green. So really beautiful course, well-maintained, amazing. We got off, we were the first ones off in the morning. They made an extra tea time for us at 7.50. They weren't supposed to open until eight. And we had the whole course to ourselves the first round. We didn't we didn't see anybody for like two or three holes at a time. So it was pretty crazy. How do you get around? Like, do you pack your own clubs or do you rent there? And I assume people who bring their golf clubs places already know how you're supposed to deal with golf clubs on airplanes, but I don't have golf clubs. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, how does that work for the golf yeah, elite out I, there? <laughs> you, uh, that's one of the reasons we book Southwest is because you, golf clubs fly, fly free. I mean, Delta, if you have a card, uh, golf clubs are included in the free baggage. So you can do that too. You just check it like it is regular luggage. You have to buy like a special case for it. If it's a hard cover, they let it go. If it's a soft cover, you have to say, sign a waiver because there is a chance you could break clubs. I had originally planned on taking it. I even bought a case to take them. And then when my buddy wasn't going and stuff, I was like, I don't really want to mess with this. Plus, I wanted to bring beer back, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So I already knew I had to check, bring a you know a suitcase, and then I didn't want to mess with golf clubs, a suitcase, and a backpack, and all this stuff. So I ended up running at the course. They gave me a deal. It was fifty bucks for the first eighteen, and then twenty five for the second eighteen. And they were all Callaways in good shape, and I actually uh, played pretty well with them. So everybody was like, "You got you really brought these clubs, didn't you?" <laughs> all right, so let's talk uh, talk beer then, because can't go anywhere without getting some good beer. And there's. I know you've been talking about a brewery there, right, for for a while about this. Yeah, raw uh, brewing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the hotel is uh, right 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 by Cambridge down downtown Cambridge. It's like a five minute, six minute drive. Uh, you know, and a chunk of that is just getting out of the resort down the long driveway. Uh, and they had a really good pizza place downtown. They had the brewery. They had a couple other bar restaurants. We saw some live music down there. So if you are staying there, definitely you know, go find downtown Cambridge. It's pretty cool. And uh, Rar Brewing is like one of the best in the world at making sour beers. And most people think sour beers, you know, just like a bitter, sweet taste. But these are made, they're lactose-based sour beers. So they're almost like a smoothie tasting beer with all these unique flavors. And they do a new run every like month or two. And that's the only time they make that beer. Like they'll come out with like 10 new flavors, push them out, 
you try and you fall in love with them and then you'll never see it again unless they bring back like the best of once a year or whatever. So people buy them up quickly because they only make them that one time and they always have a couple on tap from that brand. And then they make all regular beers too, like IPAs and and everything like that. So, but that's what I go for because I can never find that style of beer anywhere else. So I brought some home in my suitcase, uh, which was cool. And then uh, Derek, they just restocked. There's only two flavors left in the fridge. So I bought those two. He said they just restocked today, so he's going to mail me some, I think. How? Uh, <laughs> that was a little sad. How do you spell that? That sounds like rural juror to me. Like, how do you spell that brewing? Yeah, it's R-A-R Brewing. So it's capital R, capital A, capital R. They, it stands for something. It's not pronounced rare. No, no it's, not, it's not Boston. <laughs> All right. But no, I mean, they had, they had good food and everything there. Definitely check it out if you go to that. If you like beer, it's like a must. Like, uh, that's almost worth the trip. And the the Hyatt is like secondary to it. I say it's uh, it's pretty amazing. How do you fit all these things into your trips, man? I feel like you're gone for like two days, and you do. More. I don't sleep. <laughs> it must be it because you do more stuff in like two days than I do in like a week. It feels like that's why I always come back and just like pass out and sleep for a day. But uh, yeah, we did. I mean, Friday night we went to the brewery, and well, we went to a, a dinner. It's called Suicide Bridge, and I shared a picture of it on Facebook and maybe on Twitter too, but. The sunset over the bay was just amazing. So, and that was really good seafood there. They were shucking oysters as you walked in, and dollar oysters and stuff. If you're into that, I'm not, but uh, they are, they were they were big. Sarah got some, and and she enjoyed them. So I got lobster tail, which was really good. And then Saturday we golfed all day, and then went back downtown, ate at the pizza place, went back to the brewery, hit the uh, club across the street that had amazing live music at night, and. Then went back and closed down the lobby bar. <laughs> the life of Mark. The life of yes. Mark. He's visited thousands of breweries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I was, I was like, we should do this every weekend. And the people were like, uh, I don't know if I could live survive if we did it every weekend. Why does your voice sound good? Why does your voice sound so good? You, you didn't go uh, hard enough no this weekend. Yelling. You didn't yeah. go there hard enough this weekend. Yelling. Yeah, true. Sean sent me a, a tweet before. He's like, just make sure you come back with a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm surprised you did, because usually you just do the opposite of, of what I say. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you did that. But had yeah. you gone to like the uh, MGM Grand or something up in uh, near DC, you probably wouldn't have a voice right now. There, so glad, you, glad you stayed maybe. down there. All right, I did want to talk about really quick. I'm going to Puerto Rico next week, and I'm going to be there for a business thing and spending a couple of days there. So I thought, why not like put it out here on the show and have everybody flood me with what I should do? I've been to Puerto Rico. Before I've been to San Juan, old San Juan, the forts, uh, a lot of the stuff there. But uh, I'm kind of interested in, in what people have to say. The reason I also wanted to talk about it is there's some crazy cheap flights there. Right now, from Las Vegas round trip to San Juan, $135 on American Airlines, uh, less than 200 on United. Um, of course, the budget carrier is even cheaper than that. Uh, Los Angeles, under 200 round trip. San Francisco, under 200 round trip. Phoenix, under 200 round trip. I haven't searched every city, but... If you kind of are looking for a place to go, Puerto Rico could be it. And there's also a Hyatt there, Hyatt Regency Grand Reserve. Have you guys seen this property? I think uh, Yvonne from our Diamond Lounge was just there, so we'll have to ask him about it. But I have not looked at it. I saw him post something. I'm pretty sure he was there. And I was like, I haven't heard of that one before. Because, you know, I looked at all the Hyatts when my wife went there a couple years ago, and I didn't remember seeing it. Yeah, it used to be called some, it used to be a different brand. I stayed there in 2012. Uh, as a part of a trip that I won um, in my previous sales job. 
and I remember the hotel being really nice, has really nice pools and in beach, and uh, the service wasn't great there. Yeah, so Yvonne, I did actually reach out to him and got some some information from him. He said that property was really pretty, the service was a little bit spotty, and he had a few issues there. But it's really cool because it's right near uh, El Yunque Rainforest, and uh, there's a lot to, to do there, uh, Bioluminescent Bay, things like that. But the other thing I'm excited about is, as a nerd, as an airplane avgeek nerd... <laughs> Wait, by the way, as an aside, Mark, didn't uh, somebody post uh, an article about how to tell which plane you're flying uh, to, to kind yeah, of... Yeah, Ian did <laughs> to, to tell me so, that, that I should read total, it. <laughs> total inside joke. But as somebody who, who looks at that stuff, the flights... Right now, American Airlines is flying wide bodies on a lot of flights in the U.S., a lot of transcons. And from Vegas to Miami, they're doing that. So I'll get to, to fly, probably lie flat, uh, getting upgraded, the free domestic upgrade going there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, it's just been too long since I've been on a live flight, as nerdy as that is. Are you guys missing, Joe, are you missing any premium cabin planes? I know Mark isn't. because uh, Yeah, I like that. how you switch it to just Joe, because we know Mark's <laughs> answer. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I really am. I was, uh, you know, I've been reading all the reviews of JetBlue Mint Studios to London and stuff like that. And man, I really want to get on one of those flights. They seem really cool. I mean, those flights are getting great reviews just even for their food and coach. So yeah, I really miss lying flat on stuff. So hopefully sometime soon, I need to decide where I want to go that has a lie flat. I mean, I would even fly across the country in mint just to do that for now. I miss just like enjoying the flying experience. It's not anywhere near what it used to be. And, you know, I never look for, I'm never like huge. I don't want to be in the plane. Like I don't look forward to flying. Uh, I'm more about getting to where I need to go, but I used to actually somewhat enjoy being on there, even though it wasn't like a highlight for me. And now it's just like, how how quickly can I get out of here? <laughs> you know, type of thing. So I do, I, I miss that regardless of what, what cabin I'm in. I miss just feeling that. And I miss, while we're on this, I miss uh, Tilt. I, I miss being able to book stuff last minute. I mean, it is really annoying to just be planning like so far in advance. Like rental cars. Yeah, or anything. Like, it's just, you know, you, you have to have a plan. You have to have a backup plan. And then you got to know. And then if you want to go overseas, you got to have a plan for your test and stuff like that. You can't just, like, hop on a plane anymore. And so I, I definitely miss that. That's why I wanted to bring up Puerto Rico because it feels a little international. And the rates are really cheap for last minute right now for October, November. So to kind of give people an inspiration. And if you have a place in San Juan that you've gotten to that's absolutely spectacular and I need to go to, let me know uh, as well. Uh, so I can check it out, but I'm looking forward to it. It feels like the closest to international travel, although I am actually leaving Puerto Rico. I'm going to a Caribbean country, so I guess I am actually leaving the country too on top of that. But if you wanted to stay in the country, Puerto Rico, probably a good uh, place to do it. So, uh, And I'll talk on a future show about how it was, and I'm debating on whether to stay at that Hyatt or not, or whether I just stay in old San Juan. So I'm not 100% sure I'll stay at the Hyatt Resort, although kind of sitting on the beach for a couple of days by myself sounds like fun. All right, guys, uh, let's do rapid fires. Mark, we kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, but uh, you want to start us off? Yeah, so Ryan posted an article over the weekend about doing status matches uh, with car rentals, which will come in handy more now than ever. You know, usually I don't rent cars a ton. I never cared about getting upgraded or whatever, but this is more about just being able to get a vehicle these days. So he shows you different ways you can get it through credit cards, and then what once you have status with one, how you can match it to all the other ones. And kind of do like a status train, I guess, so to speak. So definitely check it out. A good uh, thing to, you know, bookmark and come back to later whenever you do have a car rental. 
make sure you have status with where wherever you're going so that you can get uh, the best chance possible to actually have a vehicle waiting for you. I want to say I, I totally agree with you, Mark, that for me, I always want to get the cheapest rental possible. I'm not splurging for a luxury rental or for an upgraded rental, but I appreciate that pretty much any time I rent now, uh, whether it's at National, who I rent most of the time through, but I also have you know status with several other brands, at least I know I'm going to get a decent car. And, you know, you get something nicer. And then a lot of times when you have status, you get something really cool. So I don't expect it. It's not required. I'm not going to pay extra money for it. But it's just another kind of cool thing that you can use travel hacking to skip the lines, to get better stuff, to pay less. Just another uh, cool thing. So I think it's something that's overlooked, the status in rental car space. Plus, you get to walk in and, you know, act like you're important, too, which is always a fun thing to do. Always top of my priority list. Uh, my rapid fire is Mark wrote a fun article about his kind of evolving, quickly evolving decisions on chasing Delta status. And, you know, Delta status is kind of one of the most interesting statuses just because you can roll over miles, which really does make a big difference. So I advise you check it out. You know, status is not just like we said with rental cars. It's not. It's, it's more about convenience, but if you're flying Delta a lot, you know, silver status is not that hard to hit. And, you know, just at, even being able to choose the um, preferred seats without like paying money and stuff like that can be worth it. So, you know, Mark being based in Detroit, of course, is going to be flying Delta a lot, but I just thought it was interesting, his kind of uh, Delta status plan. So you can check that out. Also, bonus rapid fire, Southwest has a, 50th anniversary Walt Disney World plane, and it's really cool. It is cool. Uh, I think we have different definitions of cool, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, McDonald's well, Happy I Meals mean, too. By the way, it's kind of interesting. No article though, on that one. No article on that one. <laughs> All right, let's get nerdy about the the plane, though. I mean, it's cool that Southwest and Walt Disney World are turning 50 right about the same time, and so that's really kind of the synergy there. And it's to you know, it has Disney characters on the blinds, which is kind of cool, but. Uh, Southwest, a pretty storied airline, and it's it's neat that that kind of goes together. I don't know. Yes, but. it was right in Leslie, my uh, Disney Deciphered co-host's wheelhouse, because she's yeah. done ad campaigns for Southwest before, and so they're like, "Hey, Southwest Disney, you do both." So you know, good for good for you, Leslie. So Joe, have you figured out how to track this thing down and fly on it? I have not figured. You know, I've been too busy, but they really need Eva Air's old Hello Kitty planes. They used to have like, they used to tell you what, like which flights they would take and stuff like that. Someone needs to come up with one of these for the Southwest one. Cause I'm not going to say I'll fly on Southwest to go on that plane, but if I have to fly on Southwest, I would like to at least go on that plane. There's nothing worse on Eva though, to fly on a Hello Kitty plane and then not get the Hello Kitty service, yes. which is what has happened to me. So uh, it's very painful uh, to do that. But yeah, Disney should have special or Southwest should have special Disney service. Anyway, we have, uh, we'll have, an article on the website pictures if you guys want to see what the plane looks like. It's really cool. And Mark's status thing is interesting too, I guess. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. He uh, definitely lays that out and uh, good stuff. I guess. To know if you like Delta. <laughs> well, for people who live in, in Delta hubs, you know. No, I think, not for I think me, the, most interesting, the most interesting thing about it is if you play it right, like, you know, rolling over this year to next year because Delta is doing that. And then it kind of gets you a jump start on the following year. Because I'll already have enough uh, MQMs to to platinum again next year. I just have to hit, hit the spending on the card, and then anything I earn that year will roll over to the next year. So it's basically like it, this kind of affects the next three years if you play it right. So kind of crazy. All right, and my rapid fire is just that uh, American Express retention still going strong. I kind of hinted at it earlier. Got a business platinum retention offer via chat. 
which is my favorite thing ever, not having to call. And uh, it was a $595 credit. So basically, they waived my annual fee. They didn't do that. They're crediting back $595, and I'm paying $595 for the annual fee. Uh, the other offer was 30,000 points plus another bonus after like 40K spend, something like that. Didn't want to have to commit to that much spend. So I just took the the offer, and then I'll get all of the benefits, the the Dell credit, all the other stuff that should put me into a net positive uh, for the year. So I took it. So yeah, keep it up with those uh, American Express retention offers via chat. Love it, love it, love it. 13 months though, don't cancel. Yes, don't cancel and uh, follow all the rules or the rat will get you. Yes, American Express they rat. Any- they says- can't claw anything back though because they didn't give you points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media, and you can connect with me for all my other stuff there. What about you, Mark? You can find me on Twitter at DetroitMark. Email me, Mark, at MilesToMemories.com. Comment on any of the articles. Uh, I'll respond to you there. Or join our Facebook groups, our Patreon group, our MTM Diamond group. Uh, we're in there all the time. How about you, Sean? Yeah, MilesToMemories.com for all of our posts videos, podcasts, and Sean at milestomemories.com for any tips. Puerto Rico, you want to tell me all the amazing places that you went. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.